Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're here in beautiful Taipei, Taiwan. We've been here about one week exploring this amazing city, checking out all the night markets, the delicious food, meeting with the local people, and even learning some Mandarin. Uh, so really enjoying our time here. Make sure you check out our blog for a lot of the updates from our uh, Daddy Blogger World Tour, including pictures, videos, social media, and of course, we keep doing a podcast. We're already at 420 episodes, and our goal is to uh, you know, at least reach a minimum of 500 episodes, interviewing different travel bloggers, internet marketers, travelers, and uh, authors. And we actually have one on the show here today. Our guest today is Marco, who's joining us live on location from beautiful Berlin, Germany, in Europe. And uh, he is the founder of the amazing travel blog called Life is a Trip. Life is a Trip. And he's also uh, been to 77 countries. Very similar to me. I'm in 80 countries. So we're neck and neck, neck and neck. <laughs> so he's been to 77 countries. <laughs> also published four books, just like me. I have my fourth book, which I published this Father's Day. And he has four books too. So super excited to find out about his travels, his blog, his books, and much more. Uh, so Marco, how are you doing there in beautiful Berlin, Germany today? Hey there, good to see you. I'm good today. I'm a little outside of Berlin. As you can see, it's the countryside. It's an hour from Berlin, but it's, uh, yeah. It's, I love it here. It's my little garden, my little uh, summer paradise. Yeah. It is very beautiful. And for those of you who are just listening to the audio on iTunes or the podcast, make sure you watch the video because our guests sometimes have incredible backdrops. Here is Marco. He has this incredible backdrop. And for me, I, I'm uh, in Taipei, so it's unfortunately nighttime. So I cannot do my podcast outside. Plus, the internet is not very good outside, too. But uh, I have a beautiful backdrop, too. Uh, so, uh, Marco, <laughs> why don't we get to know you? Uh, share with us a little bit about your uh, story. Uh, let's uh, hear it for the sake of the people listening and watching. A little bit more about yourself, Marco. Yes. Well, um, I am 42 years old. I'm uh, based in Berlin. been based there for almost 20 years. I'm from near Frankfurt originally. Um, I studied uh, mass communication and always wanted to get into the writing, but then uh, people disencouraged me all the time and said, there's no money to be made, blah, blah. So what I did is I went on a, on a long trip after my studies and I really enjoyed that so much. I wrote a lot about that, but I just sent back home emails and then more by accident, I got into the film business when I came back. I started off um, as a runner, you know, like helping out here and there. Then uh, doing location scouting because I was always like, uh, I always like to use my camera and all you need for that is a camera and a car basically and an eye for the, for the picture. Um, and then got more into production. So ever since I'm doing uh, production management, I basically put together like the infrastructure for a shoots, mostly commercials, some music videos, some documentaries. So that's what I do as my main source of income. But then the, the writing kind of came back to me uh, six years ago when I met another travel blogger and I realized, oh, wow, that is a way to actually to put your words out there and then people might actually read it. And um, that happened. So I started the blog and um, the blog is becoming bigger and bigger. And it's actually also like a part of my, my income now. But what's more, much more important is it gets me to so many um, amazing places. It, gets, it's, it brings me to, to meeting people. I'd never thought that would happen, and yeah, it's all been going well in the last years. 
Sounds good. And we're going to talk about your blog and your books. But before we do, we're going to talk about your travels. So you'll be to 77 countries over the course of your 42 years of life, uh, which is quite impressive. Almost, uh, you know, uh, two countries per year, if you average it out over the 40 uh, years, right? So tell us about your travel history. Uh, so being European, I assume your parents did, you, did road trips to maybe uh, Belgium and Holland and Paris and, uh, you know, different parts of Europe. Uh, but tell us about your uh, love for travel. Was it when you were very young? Was it uh, a little bit older in life? Uh, yeah. Share with us your origin for your passion. For well, I'm kind of I'm kind of lucky to have had um, parents who like to travel too. So we always travel twice a year. So even as a, as a child, I got to see a lot of places already. Like I went to the United States when I was six. I can barely remember that, but I think that kind of set the set my path a little bit. And then um, I always like traveled a lot in Europe. I worked a lot as a um, what do you call it? Like I, I took took groups to to friends for snowboarding or for summer surf camps so i was always like i even made traveling my job early on because i i just like to be away i like to be in other countries you know like to um see different different places uh, but then i went to india in uh, 1999 that was like the first like big trip on my own and i was hooked completely from day one like uh, India, you probably know, like India is a place a lot of people either uh, love or hate. And for me, it was love at first sight. I mean, I was overwhelmed, uh, obviously, but still, I, I thought, this is so cool. And also meeting all these other travelers, getting to hear all their stories. I was, like I said, I was in, uh, instantly hooked. And that's when I started to, to travel further away and for longer periods of time also. Well, and then uh, Asia has always been like kind of my... Um, I don't know how to say it. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in, in Central America too, mm -hmm. but then the first time I touched uh, the ground in uh, in Thailand, in Southeast Asia, that was also love at first sight. So I've been coming back to to this area over there, to Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, and the Philippines. That's like really where I feel completely at home. Uh, Central America is another big, big thing. And I've been to a few African countries too now. I've, I've been to the States several times, but yeah, I think... Uh, Southeast Asia and Central America are kind of the, the, the places where I really love to go over and over again. Yeah, we're very similar that way. Like, uh, I keep returning to Southeast Asia. My wife is actually from the Philippines, so that's why one of the reasons we go there. Uh, but uh, we love it. And, uh, you know, it's such I a think. unique part of the world with so many unique cultures, delicious food, friendly people. And best of all is the cost of living. Exactly. Uh, you know, you're obviously traveling for yes. much than you would yeah. in Canada, the U.S., or Europe, where you are from. Uh, so obviously, if you're making euros, uh, you can uh, you know uh, make uh, good money and then uh, use it here, and then travel for quite cheap in this uh, region. Yeah. So uh, in terms of your travel Agreed. blog, uh, tell us about when did you start it, and then uh, tell us about uh, you know the origin of the actual blog itself. Yeah. So so when I ran into to, um, this girl, you might know her. Her blog is just Travelers. Her name is Yvonne. And I met her and another blogger and they told me about this whole thing. And I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds really cool. So I came up with a name, started the blog. And my intention from the beginning on was um, to publish travel stories because I was, I, I was always keen on capturing the moments, like my experiences and like sharing that with other people. So for the first years, Actually, that's not true. Like the first year, I actually spent more time on, on my books. So the, the blog was just a side thing. It was kind of slowly growing. And then uh, 2014, I decided to, to make the blog a real thing. 
and then slowly realized that people actually want to read more suggestion posts. They want to be told how to have their own experiences. Fair enough, you know. So that's when I decided to put the stories mostly into the books. And on the blog, you find all the, the tools, if you want to say, um, to, to have your own experience. So it's kind of a combination. Like the, tro the, the stories are for the inspiration. And then I give the people, my readers, the, the tools to actually experience their own adventures. That's a great combination. You got your stories and your suggestions. Uh, because a lot of bloggers, they're a little bit more egocentric. Yeah. Where it's all about them, their travels, what they saw, what they did. And uh, it's not about the users or the readers or the visitors. Uh, so I'm glad you found that balance between uh, your personal stories and suggestions, yeah. tips, recommendation, advice uh, for the viewers of yours. So that's the very healthy, optimal balance between uh, you know, uh, the readers and yourself. Uh, so in terms of, uh, you've actually uh, monetized your blog through sponsorships and also through writing books. Uh, tell us about the books. So you have four of them currently. And tell us about the titles and the themes of each of those four books. Okay, cool. Uh, well, the, the first book, it was actually also an idea of someone else. I, I went to a party and told a friend of mine about a job I had done, I, you know, like for a while. I basically took on every job I could. Just also out of curiosity, like be it um, de delivering pizza or uh, calling people on the phone or uh, being a barman, uh, a street musician. Like I've, I've basically done everything. And this guy said to me, Martin said to me, dude, this, I haven't met anyone else with so many jobs. Why don't you write a book about the jobs? And I'm like, that's a cool idea. So that's the, the book number one. I basically sat down every day for a bit and remembered all the jobs I'd done and I put them into little chapters. So it's also kind of user-friendly because in the end of every chapter, it says how much did it pay, uh, how much work was it actually, and would I recommend that to people or not, and what I've learned. So um, that's the first book. It's, it's in German, but it has an English title. It's called Whatever Works. And um, the second one is called Making Moves because um, I realized at some point that a lot a lot of times when I'm writing, I'm not writing about the actual places. I'm writing more about how I got there, you know, how I got from A to B. And that's also, I'm a big fan. Um, you can see that on the blog quite easily. Uh, a big fan of weird transportation. So I've, I've uh, driven a tuk-tuk through Southeast Asia. I've driven junkyard cars to, to Ukraine. I rode a water buffalo in Myanmar. Um, a person like... Um, a train conductor let me drive the train in Cuba and stuff like that, you know? So that's the, the stories in making moves. So that's all like uh, unusual ways of getting from A to B. And then I translated the making moves into English. So that's the one you can also get in English. And uh, last year I put out um, a book called In Vollen Zügen. It's kind of a double meaning in German. It means uh, inside full trains, but it also means uh, to the full extent, you know, like to enjoy life to your full extent. So it's kind of a, a word play. And that's just basically, um, there's not a red line in there. It's more like travel stories from my 15 previous years of traveling from, it's, I think it's 15 stories from 12 countries or something like that. So yeah, it's a wild combination of stuff. Yeah. Then you, uh, so the last book, what was it called? In Vollen Zügen. So that's the, that's the one with the travel stories. I, I was going to say, it's not, also, it's, it's not only um, positive stories. You know, like sometimes oh. I realize also people want to hear the ca catastrophe stories. Yes. So there's also a story in there, how I got uh, 
how I got drugged to, to the, it's actually in Thailand, it's a good story. I was singing in a bar, guitar, they had hired me, but um, once I'm, um, I'm starting to play, I can never stop. So, um, you know, like the politeness in, in Thailand, it probably kept them from telling me, dude, you know, it's, it's been nice, but can you stop now? <laughs> They couldn't, so they just put something in my drink, and <laughs> well, I was I was asleep for the rest of the night. And the next morning, I woke up. I'm like, what happened? And I realized, okay, maybe I I was singing for a little too long. Yeah, so it's stories like that in there too. Sounds great. Yeah, those books sound phenomenal. Uh, of course, the work uh, side of things, the transport side of things. Uh, you know, obviously, there's so many unique types of transport, not just buses and trains and boats, but uh, like you mentioned, tuk-tuks and rickshaws and. Yeah. Uh, animals like goats and donkeys and uh you can do ostriches you can yeah. ride uh, buffaloes and uh <laughs> i'm still missing you can pretty much ride it uh, so i love that that whole uh, uh, angle there and of course you have the train one and, and the stories and that, that's obviously one of the great things about travel uh, there's a amazing quote it says travel will leave you speechless and then it will turn you into a storyteller true yeah, that's yes. a good one. Yes, like it's a that. great quote. Uh, sorry, that's exactly what happens to me. Uh, you actually have something unique. You have a German blog and German books, but you also translated the blog and uh, you know a couple of your books there into English as well. So tell us about that process because uh, a lot of people, they might be bilingual like you are, uh, fluent in English and maybe fluent in French or uh, Spanish or German or Chinese or Thai or whatever else. So they might want to do something similar. So. How did you do both? How do you translate them? And what's that process like? Well, the first thing I can say about that is it's a lot of work. <laughs> so really think twice about if you want to do that or not. Because in the beginning, I started to actually to translate every article on the blog, but soon realized it's just too much work, you know? Also, I realized soon that um, 85 up to 90 percent of my audience now these days is German. That's, that's kind of a pity because um, I have so many English-speaking friends. I have so many uh, friends from all over the world. So I always wanted to share the stories with them too. But uh, now that I realize that my audience is mainly German-speaking, I leave it like that on the blog. Uh, I, I translate some articles, I think, that, which could be helpful for English-speaking people too. For example, on the blog, there's an article about how to rent a, a motorbike in India. That's going really well. But some of the other English articles, as well as the English book, is not going well at all. So I, I stick to the German now. Yeah, it makes it makes more sense to me. I always like found it a little uh, frustrating, but it's it's just the case, you know. It's and it's it makes it a lot easier for me like this. Yeah, it's a definitely interesting uh, subject to discuss because I, I have four books as well. What about marriage and parenting, fatherhood and family travel? And my last book was all about South America because we just spent the last year in South America and I've been kind of debating. My book's obviously in English, but because it's a book about South America, I'm like, should I translate this into Spanish? Because then I got the whole uh, South American market, sense. Central American market. So I'm uh, also kind of debating. I don't want to spend a lot of time yeah. or potentially money to translate it if it won't produce yeah. a return. Uh, because you got to have return in terms yeah. of uh, people uh, either reading the blogs or uh, buying the books, etc. So I, I appreciate your thoughts there. Sure. Uh, thank you for sharing about that. It is a lot of work, especially if you do it yourself. If you outsource it and maybe uh, get someone else to do it in a cheaper part of the world, yeah. then it would be uh, a lot cheaper to do it that way. See, that's the thing with the English book. I thought it was really a, a good idea to translate it, but it took me forever to do it. And then I gave it to a friend of mine. She's American. 
and I asked her to like mark everything in red that's not right. And the book came back or the manuscript came back and it was all red. It's like, she's like, it's not, you can't read it. It's, it doesn't make any sense. And so I accepted all the changes and then I obviously had to pay her also. But um, I think, I don't know. I, I don't, I haven't even sold a hundred copies of the English book. So it was definitely not worth it. At, at least not now. You, you never know, you know, maybe it comes later. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it all comes out of marketing too, because uh, you could just have the translation, but there's a whole marketing strategy, you know, different cities, countries, continents, sure. regions of the world will have a whole different way of buying it. Some people will be buying online on Amazon. Some people will be going to a local bookshop. Uh, uh, so uh, it, it is a totally different marketing strategy depending on what region of the world you're in. Uh, Marco, I'm curious to know, uh, because you're a successful blogger, a lot of our viewers and listeners, uh, they might be curious to know on how they can uh, create a successful blog as well. So what would be, what would be your tips for uh, becoming a successful blogger, Marco? Yeah. Uh uh, let me uh, just working on the camera. It doesn't do you see me still? No. Oh yeah. All right, now there. Yeah. Oh. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Um, it's uh, say that question again, please. I was busy so with asking the camera. You, uh, Marco, so. about uh, because you're a travel blogger, one of the things we like to do on our show is to encourage people and motivate them and equip them, support them in starting their own travel blogs. Uh, so, what tips? What advice? What suggestions would you have for people who want to start a blog? for the very first time here in 2018. Yeah. Okay, so let me start off like that. Um, I went through a lot of phases where I thought it's never gonna work. Um, nothing's coming, come, come, coming back, you know? It's, and it's a lot of work. Like a lot of people don't see that, uh, how much work you actually have to put in there, you know, with the, uh, with the text, with all the pictures, with the setting up of the, the, the website and everything. It's a lot of stuff you have to think about. So, and also, um, especially in Germany now, there's a lot of travel blogs. So the, the competition is really, really high. And um, I don't know if it actually still makes sense to start one these days, to be quite honest. But, um, but if you want to do it, and if you're passionate about it, just do it anyway, you know. And everyone always keeps saying uh, a niche is very important. So let's say you, you travel with your dog. Then, then you're the, probably the only person uh, in Germany traveling with a dog. I, don't, I think there's no, no German blog about traveling with a dog, so that's a good thing. Um, but I, I can't really say that's true for me because I don't have a niche. I'm just interested in all the countries and in all the adventures, and it somehow works also. Like What works for me more um, these days is I get uh, contracts with, uh, with companies. They see my, my blog more as uh, almost like a business card, you know, like my, my, the blog and the YouTube. So they get a good picture of who I am, what I do, what I'm capable of, and then they hire me for um, projects and campaigns. That happens sometimes, but I'm still working on the, the, the affiliate income because that's something uh, I, I know a lot of people, or actually that's not true, I know a few people in Germany who make a decent amount of money with uh, affiliate marketing, and which, which is completely fair because they, don't, uh, they just recommend stuff to people. So they do the people a favor and obviously they, they should be um, paid for this. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, but that's something you might want to think about in the beginning already. You know, like what I never did in the beginning is thinking about money. I always thought, how am I going to put these stories out there? I want people to read the stories. Blah, blah, blah. And I never actually thought about monetizing it. And only now in the last year or two, 
I'm thinking, okay, I put so much work in there. There should be some kind of payment for that. But I think if you start a blog, what I was going to say is if you start a blog now, you should, in the beginning, you should think about how you can actually make money from it and kind of focus on that also, I would say. Perfect, perfect. So, so final question here, Marco. I always like asking a guest this question about the future. You're at 77 countries. I am sure you want to see more of the world. Uh, tell us about what is your future vision in terms of travel and life and business and blog and books and more. Yeah. Well, it's, it's quite exciting. I feel like um, with the blog, I'm at a, at a point now where I just have to do some fine-tuning to make it more successful. There's a lot of content on there already and um, a lot of decent content I find. So I'm, I'm still working on like the fine tuning of the blog. I still write, of course, like every time I go somewhere, I'm, I'm getting better at um, capturing the essence of a place so I can actually, um, how do you say, transfer that to my audience, you know, like tell people, what do you have to see? How do you get there? And I also know more these days how my audience works, what they actually want to know. So that's good. Um, I ob obviously am not done with traveling yet. There's a, a lot of really cool um, projects coming up. So I'm going, for example, I'm going to Australia and New Zealand in, uh, in the end of August. So that's a first for me. That's two new countries. And um, then I have a, a bike trip in India coming up in, in winter. And then I want to, if I can, I want to spend January and February. That's always like the, the cold and ugly months in, uh, in Berlin. I want to spend these months in Buenos Aires if I can. That'd be nice. And then there's a big, big project. I just talked about, uh, about it this morning with the guy who um, came up with the project. I'm probably going to drive the, the old Silk Road from uh, Germany to Hong Kong next year. So I'll be in four by four cars, driving a car for eight weeks. And that should be amazing pictures and stories. And I, I can't wait to, to, to go there. Sounds really cool. You definitely have a very exciting life, my friend. And I look forward to following you along. And I wish you the best in uh, completing those goals of yours. Uh, Marco, to end off with, uh, how can people connect? Either uh, through the blog, uh, buying a copy of your book, uh, or social media. Tell us about the different ways that people can connect with you. Yeah, I think the, the, the easiest uh, and most convenient way is to, to have a look at the blog, lifeisatrip.com. It's always with a, with a dash, so life minus is minus a minus trip.com. Um, that is a good starting point for everything else that also gets you to my Facebook, gets you to my Instagram, to my YouTube, which is becoming bigger. It's still kind of small, but um, I'm enjoying very much recently, like putting together clips and, you know, like thinking about how to make them more worthwhile. So check out the YouTube too. It's, um, you find it on the blog. And of course, I mean, if you, if you want to buy a book, go for it. It's, uh, I've heard they're good. <laughs> they definitely sound great. Uh, so uh, once again, uh, make sure you check out Marco on his blog. Uh, and of course, on his social media and his YouTube channel, life dash is dash a dash trip. Life is a trip. And I'll have the link below so you can click right through on YouTube. If you're watching the video version or if you're listening to the audio version on iTunes, you can connect right through the show notes. So, Marco, uh, thank you for joining us live on location there from beautiful Berlin, Germany. And we'll stay in touch through the power of uh, social media. Thanks again. Thanks for having me, Ricky. Dankeschön.
<laughs> All right. So thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you. No matter where in the world you are, we say terimakasiyo, domorigatte gozaimashita, or sheshe, or muchas gracias. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Muchas gracias. So uh, we appreciate you uh, who have lent us your years on audio to listen to this podcast and also lend us your eyes to watch this on YouTube. Uh, make sure you leave us a rating and review. That really helps us, uh, you know, move up the podcast rankings. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you and give us feedback on how you like the interview. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, definitely reach out as well. We're at daddyblogger.com and, of course, digitalnomadmastery.com as well. So thanks, everyone, and happy travel.